0: Country Crossover, brought to you by Waterforce Winter Nangor, your local company with two conveniently placed depots, from design to installation and servicing. Visit waterforce.co.nz.
1: Friday afternoon here on the Muster, we are doing the Country Crossover thanks to Waterforce. Jamie Mackay for the first time in 2023, welcome.
0: Great to be on the Muster, it's an honour and a privilege, Andy.
1: Uh, How was your holiday? How did Milford go?
0: Stunning. Fantastic. Um, I'd recommend it for anyone to do. It's a bucket lister. It's the greatest of the great walks. Had a fantastic time, had fantastic weather, fantastic company. Uh, Not a single complaint at all, apart from the bar tab at the end. Sam Flies? Yeah, a few, but not too bad. You can cover yourself in that dimp. And, um, of course, we, we, we finished the walk at a place called Sandfly Point before you get picked up and taken across to uh, Milford Sound. There's a few running around there, it would be fair to say. But, no, it wasn't, it wasn't a major issue. They seemed to uh, be attracted to some people more than others. Perhaps my blood alcohol content was too high during the Milford walk and they didn't want a piece of me. But, no, look, not too bad. You know, just just cover up.
1: I hear the fans of white, stale, pale males. They what? They're fans of the white, stale, pale male, aren't they, Samflies?
0: Oh, well, it's the middle-aged one, I'm almost too old to be <laughs> one of those. So, uh, no, I've missed it. Seriously, beautiful, beautiful scenery. Stunning going over the McKinnon Pass. The only thing I would say, Andy, and it's, well, this will be no surprise to uh, Southland or South and West Otago listeners, is Fiordland is rather dry. You know, you wouldn't think you were going through a rainforest. They've only had, I think they'd only had about one or two days of rain uh, in January, which is a bit like where you are at the moment. I know you're getting some rain today. Hopefully, it'll be enough to give things a good drink. It won't be a drought or a dry spell breaker, but anything is better than nothing. And this La Nina pattern that we've been stuck in for the last couple of years, this seems to be getting into a regular pattern where we just are facing these um, dry summers or late summers early autumns and it's a bit of a pinch time.
1: Jamie Chris Hipkins, uh, he's now the PM for New Zealand. Um, I was reading a column this morning by Matthew Hooton saying this could be 400,000 votes, undecided voters all of a sudden are uh, back up in the year. Um, what's your read on this? Is this going to change the election based on what we were thinking pre-Christmas?
0: Look, be fair to to chippy hipkins he hasn't put a foot wrong in his first few days in the job he said all the right things he said he's going to concentrate on the important issues and that's the cost of living crisis and inflation and interest rates and all those sort of things that are hammering middle new zealand and that's the battlefield where this election will be fought it's not going to be i mean uh, the stupidity of the ardern government driving through stuff the the likes of the Um, TVNZ, RNZ merger was just a typical case of stupidity. And if you want a really good case of stupidity in your own home patch, just look at the complete waste of time and effort for all parties concerned around winter grazing regulations. A lot of them, they've stepped back, but it was just bureaucracy at its very, very worst. And I can say the same around uh, Three Waters, It's not going to be repealed under a national government, but it will be stepped back and you watch this space, Uh, if you do have a national act government you can kick co-governance to touch.
1: It will be interesting regarding Three Waters though, like pre-Christmas the ministers were told to go away and do some thinking over the Christmas break, but obviously Ardern knew what her plan was going to be with Grant Robertson regarding her future in the party. Um, As far as Three Waters, do you think that will be gone and the restructure that Hipkins will announce next week?
0: No, I don't think it'll be gone. I think they've gone too far down the track to, to make it go. And there is, a, there is a fair argument that we've got to do something around our water infrastructure because some local authorities just can't afford to fix it. So, you know, there's other ways of skinning the cat other than the way they were going. So, no, I don't think it will be, uh, be kicked to touch. It'll be repealed or it'll be walked back. Whatever you want to do, it'll be rationalised. Um, it still needs, there still needs to be something done there. Um, they just muddied the whole waters, once again, with this co-governance argument. I don't know where it fits into water infrastructure. It didn't need to.
1: You know, Naya Mahuta, um, this is definitely going to be a loss for her, isn't it, that something goes through in a different way, shape or form than what it currently is?
0: Well, I think Chris Hipkins is, uh, let's be honest about Jacinda, she had her good points, but she was an ideologue, you know, very idealistic. And that, the same could be said of people the likes of James Shaw, the likes of David Parker, when it comes to the environment, I think that um, Chris Hipkins is more a pragmatist, and I think you'll see a more pragmatic approach to how they run the country under his leadership. I certainly hope so, because when you know, and, and I look back upon this government, and Winston's fond of saying he kept them on the straight and narrow in the first term, even though he put them in there. Yeah. But but you think of. All the stuff that they've introduced or tried to introduce in their second term, they didn't have the handbrake, which was Winston, and I know people will criticise me for saying he put them in there, but he was in there, he was a handbrake, uh, as was Shane Jones, and I'm just looking at at what what has happened since late 2020, and I think we've gone downhill big time. COVID obviously worked against the Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern as well, generally considered to have handled the first phase of it, the first lockdown well, has ballsed it up since then. Obviously, Auckland and Northland going into unnecessary yeah. lockdowns uh, was bad news. Certainly bad news for the economy. We've overcooked the economy. Adrian Orr has completely cocked up there. So now we're um, having to engineer a recession in order to get things right. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, I've said all along, Andy, and I'm not changing my point of view, Uh, This election this year will be fought on the economy. It'll be fought with Middle New Zealand. It'll be voted and fought for by people who are finding uh, their home loans have gone from 2.5% to 8% and the numbers just don't work. There's going to be a whole lot of pain out there. Once again, I hope I'm right. I hope I'm wrong, but I reckon I'm right.
1: Change of tack, Jamie. Uh, Beloved rugby union, our game of rugby that we so adore uh, before it got complicated, it's just going to get more complicated now. English rugby union has come out saying everything below the top two leagues, which is professionalism more or less, um, is going to be waist-down tackling. This isn't going to go good.
0: No, I I agree with you, because uh, sometimes waist-down tackling can be more dangerous uh, than, you know, chest tackling or abdomen tackling if you want i know they've got to protect the head the head's sacrosanct like and i and i get all of that um but sometimes uh if someone's coming at you straight on andy and i normally tried to avoid them when i was playing fullback for riversdale just as you did when you were fullback for Balfour. but if you're going to lower your head and try and get it down to below um below waist you you may come off worse and I'm talking neck injuries there. So, look, rugby's a contact game. We accept that. And those are the risks you take when you play it. And I think we've gone a long way, a long, long way to cleaning up that part of the game. But I, I'm with um, Johnny Sexton, that great Irish yeah. first 5'8". This is a bridge too far.
1: Yeah, like say Alan Barron or the great Noddy, you're charging at you from five metres out. You've got to have to do what you can to try and lower them. And chances are, if you try and tackle them lower, you're going to do more damage than good.
0: If you tried to tackle Tiny Byrne, let's be honest about it, that thing's coming at you, and in his prime, he used to come at you pretty fast, I can tell you that. He was very quick over 20 or 25 metres. You take him uh, front on, and uh, two things are going to happen. You're going to get smashed, but the worst thing is, if you do tackle him, he's going to fall on top of you and squash you. Ditto for Naughty Orr, but Noddy Orr was moving a <laughs> wee bit slower. So there's no easy answer to that problem. Just do what I did back in those days. I was standing at fullback. I was the last line of defence. I worked on the theory that if I'd got through 14, they deserved to try. Who am I to stop them?
1: Yeah, heard you were called the bus conductor on occasions.
0: Well, don't don't start me about <laughs> Riversdale's unbeaten run run or rain against Balfour in the 1980s because... You would lose that argument every day
1: of the week. Yeah, now Riversdale, Waikaka, or is it the other way around? I do believe.
0: Uh, alphabetically, I think it's Riversdale,
1: Waikaka.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't start me, you're just trying to bait me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's working. We'll leave it there, mate. I'll go while I'm ahead. Thanks for chatting.
0: Always good to chat, and uh, I hope you get some decent rain down south today.
1: Jamie Mackay and the country crossover, thanks to Water Force. Friday afternoon, up next from Federated Farmers, we're catching up with Jason Herrick.